0: Welcome to Modern Financial Wellness, the podcast dedicated to helping you feel better about your finances. I'm your host, Jim Grace, and I'll be your guide as we discuss the psychology of money and explore the emotional aspects that shape our financial decisions and how we feel about them. A quick note before we start although i do hope that you find the information on this show to be helpful in no way are any of these discussions to be taken as specific financial advice please do your own research and talk to your own advisors especially when making important financial decisions all right neil beige it's great to be with you thanks for uh taking some time to to chat with me today appreciate you being here
1: it is always good to carve out time to talk to you jim so you know The pleasure is all mine.
0: Awesome. So I I think we've had conversations in the past. They've been wide ranging your expertise. uh, The topics that you speak on are are pretty divergent and complex. So I think my (laughs) mission today is just to be super hyper focused on the one topic I asked you here (laughs) to talk about, which is Ikigai. So we want to specifically talk a little bit about Ikigai and what that is. Um, Before we jump in, do you just want to share a little bit, you know, who you are, what you do, and um, maybe that'll help for the context for folks for the conversation today
1: absolutely so i'll do a truncated version of a very long and involved life so far although you can clearly see i'm very young so i can't lived <laughs> that long right um yeah. so i i studied to be a pe teacher did sports psychology and human biology or anatomy and physiology and i've always had a fascination with how the human brain works and how the human brain kind of navigates life and I have a, a firm belief, always have had a firm belief that we go through life you know trying the very best we can with the hand that life deals us. And sometimes people look at us in strange ways for the way that we engage with the world, but I just have that belief that everything we do is normal, and I wanted to bring that understanding and that hypothesis, if you like, that idea, into the world of money. Because money is an emotional subject and it can completely screw with our brains. And so I fell into financial services. I've worked in that sector, that industry for a long time. Um, but mainly over the last 10, 15 years, I've worked helping real people make important decisions that have a long time, long, a long term impact on their life. Um, and so fascination with the human brain, love helping people figure out complex problems. And I love turning complex theories into really easy to understand models that anybody can use. And Ikigai mm. is a perfect example of that. It's a great one to have a conversation on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so Ikigai, what's interesting to me, I guess, is I think of you as a neuroscience guy, somebody that's very well versed in um Evolutionary biology and how our 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 societies have developed over time, and and now this kind of intersection with all that and money. Um, but tell us a little bit about Ikigai. It's a little uh, more spiritual, a little more emotional centered, I th- I think, than I would have expected out of out of you. But what is what does Ikigai <laughs> mean? Let's jump right into it and see how the intersection between the you know kind of the woo woo and the science interact here with us.
1: Yeah, you, you know you're right. You know, I've studied the brain for a long long time. I'm quite, I'm kind of like a hard facts guy. I'm a science guy. But there are things that are observable in the world that clearly do good for people. And you'd be a fool not to look at them and how they're structured and why and understand how and why they work and ikigai is one of those things right so it's an it's a very very old japanese philosophy if you like um based predominantly on the island of okinawa which is where it where it originates from and it takes two japanese words iki I-K-I, and gai g a i and iki is life and gai is worth purpose in essence so ikigai is all about finding your value, your meaning in life. It's about waking up on a morning and going, I know why I woke up and I know what I'm doing today. And I feel happy about doing those things. And and what the eager guy model is, it's four concentric circles, which we can, which we can talk about. And it's about understanding how your life fits into those four circles. And it's about finding harmony and fulfillment and, um, a balance, I guess, between all four of them. But ultimately, this ancient Japanese philosophy is all about finding a sense of purpose, a reason to get out of bed on a morning. And I'll say this because, and this is only recent, there's a great Netflix documentary series called, um, and I think it's called How to Live to Be A Hundred. And it talks about the, this idea of blue zones where there is the highest concentration of centenarians. And Okinawa in Japan has always had a high concentration of people living to be over 100. And yes, their diet is a factor. Yes, the fact that they move naturally is a factor. But one of the five defining factors that gives them longevity is the fact that they all have their own ikigai. They all have purpose and meaning. They wake up every day and they know What they're, it's not that they have their life planned minute by minute, but they wake up with a bigger sense of purpose and that gives them direction and gives them something to wake up for.
0: Yeah. And that's a really great overlap between the science, so to speak, of ikigai and health and wellness, well being in general, right? Having purpose and meaning is good for our bodies, not just our minds and souls and and things like that. People are actually documented as living longer when they relate to having uh, an ikigai or, or purpose and meaning that's right. um when you so I guess to back up and and kind of share why I reached out to you for folks I was taking another course in fulfillment and self-actualization and and Ikigai came up so mm-hmm. I feel like the concept is popping up now in different places where I'm looking and, and admittedly I'm looking at a lot of well-being and wellness that's kind of the point of this the podcast and the blog and everything is to kind of search for answers in those spaces. So maybe I'm, I'm looking in those corners, but it feels to me that it's a very <clears throat> ripe time to be talking about purpose and meaning and how we find it, right? How do we fill up our lives with, with meaningful things? Yeah. Um, and it was interesting to me and why I reached out is because the work that you do with the neuroscience um, affinity for neuroscience and and everything else, and, can, and combining that with financial services and financial advising, it's really cool to kind of see a concept like this be presented in a financial services space, yeah. right? And people talking about wealth and well being, as That's far right. as that goes.
1: That's right, Jim. But then you've got to, if you think about the fundamental reason for why we end up talking to a financial advisor or a financial planner in the first place. It's to it's to seek help and wisdom and guidance about you know wanting wanting help to fulfill a life of purpose and meaning. Money is mm-hmm. a vehicle, right? We all you know you go speak to someone and say I've got this money and I need you to do X, Y, Z and. um, and 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 the question is okay, but but why why do you want to do and, and what you do is you eventually get to the reason I want to do these things in the future. This is the life that I can imagine that I want to have. All of those things. So actually, we're talking about purpose and meaning all the time. Sometimes we lose track of that. Everything that we do is about purpose and meaning. We just tend to forget to forget that that's that's what we're talking about. And the other the other thing with kind of ikigai, why I like it so much is it tells us that, you know, your purpose in life, your meaning doesn't have to be this big, grand, audacious thing. It can be the tiniest thing. But it that, that tiny thing has such a deep sense of meaning to you and purpose to you that it gets you out of bed on the morning. It makes you happy to be alive. You know, it could be as simple for me as having a barbecue on the beach with my wife and my dog, right? For other people... That means nothing to me it means a great deal there's a whole bunch of things going on there for me and if sandy my wife said to me shall we go to the beach and have a barbecue i would jump at the chance to do that because it gives me meaning it gives me purpose Mm -hmm. and it gives me a deep sense of contentment
0: right right so let's i think we're we're diving a little deeper can we explain the four quadrants kind of the four concepts that make up Ikigai a little bit deeper. Can you can you yeah. help us understand it a little a little more fully?
1: Absolutely. So there are there are four fundamental elements to to Ikigai if you like. So um, you know, imagine four circles overlapping. And the first one is trying to figure out what you love. And and these are the words that I used in Ikigai, what you love. And the reason why we talk about what you love is it's actually all about passion. It's that thing that gets you up out of bed on a bit in the morning. And that could be a task, it could be a job, it could be a hobby. Whatever it is, it's just something that, you you know, you tend to do and you lose track of time, which psychologists would call a state of flow. And we all have these little things. And sometimes we do them in our spare time and we fill our time with things that are mundane and dull. We have to do many of them, but we don't like doing them. And then we find real happiness in doing those things. And, you know, you can find these, by the way, in your professional life, too. You know, for me, when I video edit for my job, I lose track of time so quickly because I'm in the zone. I love doing it. I have a passion for it. So the first circle, if you like, in in Ikigai is looking at what you love. The second circle is exploring what the world needs. And this this takes you out of yourself and looks at the bigger picture. You know, we are all part of this planet. We are all inhabitants of the same place, if you like. Yes, we have our cultural differences, but, you know, we're all on the same sphere, you know, moving around the the, the galaxy. And so stepping out of ourselves for a second and looking at what the world needs and how we can contribute to that actually gives us, um, it doesn't necessarily, it does give us purpose, but it also gives us a mission. It gives us something to aim for, something higher. And that might be, um, something to do with the environment it might it might be to do with other concerns or challenges that the world generally is facing and you looking at the world and going okay what does the world need and how can i play my part in that and again right it's not like this big audacious thing it's about how can i just make a, how can i make an impact in this big thing that the world
0: right. needs yeah, yeah. And I would like that you keep coming back to that point because I think when we start to get into purpose and meaning, it feels too big and abstract sometimes. Yeah. It's like, gosh, that's the Pandora's box that I just, I'm not going to touch. But I, I think it's worthwhile to say we can start small with these concepts and we don't need to know the answer at the beginning of the journey.
1: 100%. Absolutely. Right. I say to people all the time and it's, you know, the company I work for, Shaping Wealth, we say this all the time. It's all about just moving the needle one degree. It's mm-hmm. a it's a fractional change, but ultimately it will change you the destination.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, so
1: it's not mm-hmm. about big change. It's about small changes all the time that compound to mm-hmm. to to help you become a better version of yourself.
0: Absolutely, it, Jim. You mentioned what the world needs. I think you use the word contribution, right? Contribution mm-hmm. leads to contentment, right? Making mm-hmm. a contribution to something, someone in any small way, you know, is scientifically, you know. Known to improve how we feel, how our happiness levels, we would right. report what our contentment is. Right? That's right. That's right. And there's
1: yeah. a, I mean, there yeah. is, there is a whole, you know, neuroscience masterclass there about what's going on in the brain when we give and we contribute to something bigger than ourselves, because mm-hmm. it makes other people feel good, but it makes us feel good too. And right. and, it, and it shouldn't be overlooked. It's a really powerful part of, of life generally, which is why it's one of the four concentric circles in, in, in Ikigai. Because right, it's such right. an important part of, of who we are.
0: And, and to just click back in one more time. that's why I was interested in talking with you because again, it's been backed by science that making these contributions improves our happiness. right So that's this right. is not just a ancient Japanese proverb that hasn't been looked at and studied in, in a modern way. No, it's, right. it's a really interesting overlap. So. That's right. That's right. Um, um,
1: so the third circle of, of the four is what you are good at. In other words, your vocation, you know, and this could be things like your abilities, your talents. And that links nicely to the first thing, by the way, which is what you're passionate about. But sometimes there's a disconnect. You know, mm-hmm. you know you are good at something, but you haven't got the time and capacity to, to do it. And 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 therefore, you haven't really got to, had the time to figure out that you love that thing. You know, so it's mm-hmm. only when we start doing things and we start engaging with the world that we do things that we think, oh, I'm good at this. And actually, do you know what? I enjoy it, you mm-hmm. know? And don't get me wrong. There is a converse, right? Everything, there's a, to use a, a completely different um, you know, Eastern philosophy here, there is a yin and a yang, right? right? Just because you're good at something doesn't mean that you enjoy doing it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: you find this in the work environment all the time. You may be amazing at inputting numbers, but it just bores you senseless
0: yeah you know and i think of that example that people describe well because i'm good at it my boss keeps giving me more of it but in fact i hate it right and so it's like well we'll give it to jim or neil because they like doing spreadsheets and deep down you know we might be good at it and get it done quickly and efficiently but it's really just not something that really fills your cup
1: that's exactly right And, and and the reason why this is an important circle is because this is all about a sense of mastery it's about me becoming a master over something, you know, being good at that thing, and that's really good for your self esteem. Knowing that you can do a good job in something it just boosts your self esteem, and the whole bunch of neurochemicals get released that just make you feel good and, and mm-hmm. make you feel content again. And so that's the—that's what the third of the four and the and the final one, um, which actually has the a, a, a quite a Western influence to a degree, is what you can be paid for, you know, so actually trying to go through life and figuring out the economic value of your skills and your talents mm. and mm-hmm. how you can do those things and be financially rewarded for them. And that's important, of course, because it gives us financial stability. It, mm-hmm. it, it allows us to go through life and free up the time we need to do the things we love.
0: Right.
1: And, right. And, 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 so you start to see how all of these, these four circles, really do just kind of link into each other. And 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 at the heart of all of these four circles, when you figure them out, mm-hmm. is your ikigai.
0: Right. And what you can get paid for brings me back to a, a comment you made as we opened up, which is money and finance touches everything in our lives, whether we like it or not, right? Love it or hate it. It's the world that we live in. So regardless of how altruistic our, purposes are and our missions in life and the work that we're doing, we still need to live a somewhat healthy financial life uh, and get paid and make a living and and do some adult things and and earn a living for our craft, right? Right. To be able to facilitate everything else. So it's a really critical part, uh, of, of the, of the example. It's
1: It's a massive part of it, Jim, you know, because like to use my example, if I want to take time out and go and sit on a beach, and barbecue and have a glass of wine and sit and watch the sunset with my wife and my dog. And I want to do that more and more and more Then that takes up time. And, that, and I need, I need the financial ability to take that time knowing that my bills are being paid that every, you know, as from a financial perspective, that the, the mortgage is paid, the gas and electricity, the utilities are paid. All of the things are sorted. But otherwise I would have to work and earn money to pay the bills. So knowing that I have a level of financial stability that allows me to sit back and go, actually, I don't need to work all the time. I can now take this time off and I can do these things that I love, that that bring me contentment. So, uh, you know, you said it beautifully. You can't escape the fact that the world we live in, you know, money is a constant factor in it. And Mm -hmm. actually what we should be doing is embracing that fact and running with it instead of trying to fight it because – Right. We can't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, all together, those four concepts, the center of that, those circles being our Ikigai, right? Correct. Our purpose or meaning kind of where we're perfectly aligned. I guess it's not always going to be a perfect overlap of those things. Right. Yep. And and so I think about my own journey and I feel like I've found some Ikigai recently, um, but I don't know that I was working towards it intentionally at all. I just kind of arrived at a point where I'm getting paid to do something that I really love, that I think I'm decent at, and that I can help people along the way. And that's been a convergence of a lot of mistakes that I've made in my career or more so kind of moving away from how I was doing business earlier in my career and where I was and, and where the industry was. I mm-hmm. feel like the industry is kind of caught up um, to where we're at right now and, and moving forward and, and helping people. So. In thinking about that, do you have any thoughts or comments for folks that might listen to that and say, well, that's all well and good, but, you know, where do I go from here and how do I apply that to my own life when I, I need this job and I don't really love it? Or, you know, what are some of the other circumstances that might pe- people might be faced with?
1: You know, life is, pu- life is full of paradox, right? It really is. And, and, and mm-hmm. we need to, one, accept that that is a truth. Example, at a high level, Right. <laughs> We have never, you know, we have never been more connected digitally than, than at any point in the history of mankind. You and I are doing this, you know, we're in two completely different continents and yet we're having a real time conversation. So we can connect with each other really easily. And yet the reality is the paradox is we've never felt more disconnected. You know, loneliness is on the rise. Isolation is on the rise, all of those things. And yet, so... Life is full of these, of these paradoxes and Ikigai doesn't get us away from that. You know, there can be something that you are passionate about that may be in conflict with what the world needs. You know, and you kind of go, well, wh- what do I do? Do I give in and not be happy because the world needs this thing? You know, it, and I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain live for an example of that. But if you look at, if you if you start to fill in Ikigai, if you start to fill in the circles, it won't take you long before you run into kind of like a conflict, you know, and that's what it's about. That's what it's all about. It's about trying to to get this out of your head and put it into a formula that you can look at and you can do something about. And that doesn't mean being dramatic or drastic and taking big sweeping actions to eliminate things for your, from your life. It's about recognizing that there's a conflict and that you need to do something about it. You need to put, you know square peg round hole, you need to figure out what you're going to do with with that, and I can't give and no one can give anybody advice on that because that's about you and your life that's about who you want to be it It requires a deep sense of self awareness it requires a deep sense of understanding who you are and the and the person you want to be, and sometimes that involves making incredibly difficult decisions your point. I've got a job I don't like and and it's preventing me from doing all of these things that I do that I love. Well th- that conversation maybe needs to be one with your you, you know you and your partner and your family that says I hate my job and it's making me miserable and I can't do the things I love and it may require you taking less money less salary you know a, a job a bit further away from home or closer to home whatever it is you know we are all the masters of our own destiny and unless we take control of that destiny nobody else is so sometimes with ikigai if you want to find your purpose and you want to find your meaning it involves having to make some tough tough decisions but if you if ultimately what you want is happiness contentment fulfillment and purpose then they are the decisions that you need to make
0: right Right. Along those lines, I feel like as I was thinking about this conversation and thinking about Ikigai more, it feels like it might be worthwhile to kind of couple it with this movement, if you want to call it that anymore, of financial independence. I'm sure you're familiar with the FIRE movement. And to me, it got really out of hand and got co-opted by people who just wanted to quit their job and not contribute. That's right. But if we back up and think about the idea of financial independence and potentially retiring early to move on to something that you're passionate about and purposeful about to me it's a more healthy mental model or context or framework to kind of work towards what do i need financially and what are the things that i should be doing right rather than just saying hey i need to save and invest a bunch of money so i can quit my job this is to me it's more practical it's more useful it's a healthier way to arrive at again what do i really need to make what do i need to save what are the things that I wanna be spending my time on and how can I maybe combine those things? Um, and then another thing that just popped in my head as you were, were chatting is this idea of, of our connectivity. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's with the advent of technology and artificial intelligence and remote work, right? It's in this post COVID world that we now live in. It feels like it's actually a really good opportunity to have this conversation, or to be on this journey and, and be, you know, going through this period of exploration. Because it may not, it might not feel like it, but if it, I think there are more opportunities now with the way the world looks, works to align yourself with the things that are are important to you. Now, maybe more than ever, when you were restricted by location and geography you had to go to work at that office because that's that's where you lived right? right we live in a completely different world now that's kind of opening up the doors for more opportunities for you to explore the things that are going to make you happy
1: you know there's, so there's, there's two things here i've just written them down the um l- let me go back to the first one this you know this idea that we save money and we you know we work hard to save money leave so that we can do whatever we want to do right without any any real thought other than i've accrued a mass a vast amount of money i can now just leave work There's there's a challenge we have here jim in that there's a there's a difference between being rich and being wealthy Mm -hmm. you know rich is the accumulation of more wealthy and this is a phrase we use as shaping wealth Wealthy is the ability to underwrite a life that is meaningful to you. That's got nothing to do with the accumulation of more. There are people mm-hmm. who just want to accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. Oh, look at me. I've got $20 gazillion uh, Look at me and my 20 mansions and my nine Ferraris, all of those things. Fine. If that's their ikigai, who am I to say anything about it, right? Mm-hmm. But actually, mm-hmm. the wealthiest people I've ever met in my life aren't multimillionaires. At all, you know they have financial security. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I tell you what, they are the, amongst the most content people I've ever met in my life. They give, they, they do charity work. They work. They, they integrate with their community. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they are going to the the the, the village fete and taking part in everything. All, all of the things that, you know, you don't really need a vast amount of money, to right. to do. So I would say to to people listening to this, as part of Yikigai, you need to remember that. You know, there's a difference between being rich and, and, and being wealthy.
0: Mm-hmm. And-, and I think as I, as I kind of introduce some of these concepts to folks, I think it becomes apparent to a lot of people that they might not need as much as they thought, right. right? Because they already have a lot of the things that they, they need and want. They're surrounded by the people that they love. And so by understanding what really gives them meaning and purpose, there's less of a burden on the financial side. That's to what, save what. and invest and live a really extreme life to to hide all our money away when we've got all we need, right, so it kind of goes hand in hand to that it offloads exploring some of the more meaningful and purposeful in our life kind of offloads some of the responsibility of of becoming rich no that's right, it I, kind of melts away
1: that's right, and you know if you said to and, and, I, and I, this is a massive generalization, I get that, but if you say to people, What do you love doing? What gets you out of bed on the morning? Yes, there will be things. In that response, that requires some level of, you know, financial input, right? It might be, oh, I love traveling, right? Well, you can't do that really without money to a degree. Even if it's a car, you need gas in the car. Um, but actually conversations I've I've been party to when I've done events for clients and financial planning firms, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What do you love? Being with the grandchildren, being with my family, walking going just to the seaside, going for a walk in the country, having a barbecue, you know, and and when people start listing the things that they love that gets them out of bed on the morning and you start to put to the right of that, how much these things would typically cost you. It absolutely plays to your comment. They don't need as much as they think they need. They really don't, you know, and like my dad, you know, my dad loves doing crossword puzzles. You know, like he gets up in the morning and he says, "Where's the crossword puzzle book?" And he sits and he does them. He, you know, likes to go for a walk. All of the things he actually has from a financial perspective, quite a cheap life, you know. And and, and is he happy? Of course, he is. Very happy. Very happy, actually. And the the trappings of a of a expensive life, you know. He, he wouldn't. I don't think he would cope with that very well. Actually, the, the other point that I just want to raise, is you mentioned about AI and 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 technology and advancements in technology, the more those things take off and the more they become fine tuned, the more we can bring them alongside us to do actually the things that we don't love doing. Which will free up time for us to do the things we love doing. You know, so I, I, was, I was talking to my wife about this recently, and she was trying to book an appointment online. And, you know, voice automation, do this, do that, press this, press that, thank you, you're sorted. And she was like, that's amazing. Now I can just get on with my day instead of sitting on hold for 45 minutes to speak to someone who then cuts me off accidentally, all of those things. We just...
0: My wife and I, were trying to get our son into an allergist. We were literally just having this conversation and we were annoyed because they're doing it the old fashioned way and sitting on hold. And then they come back and say, we can't book it right now because the, whatever the excuse call back when you have time tomorrow. It's like, well, this was the time I had. Right. And it's like, why have we not caught up? But that's to cool. your point, where is, there's all this technology out there that's just replacing kind of menial tasks that gives us the time to focus our attention on the things that are important. That's right? right. And-, and are, are better uses of our time. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of different tangents. Again, I think it, it's tough when talking with you not to go down some of these other rabbit holes. It is. Um, I think uh, we'll definitely link to some resources that give some visuals. We'll, we'll hopefully produce some of those visuals throughout this conversation. So for folks that were listening, they can see uh, if you check out the website uh, for this episode and conversation You'll see the extent, uh, concentric circles and in the center, the ikigai. I just think it's a great opportunity to introduce a concept that I think uh, uh, we aren't spending enough time um, just kind of pondering some of these questions. What do I love? What can I get paid for? Um, what does the world need? Etc. Right. And I just encourage people to check it out, to spend some time with those questions and, and to start making some notes and seeing what observations there are to be had, what dots to connect and try to encourage people to kind of go down this, this, uh, path of self-exploration. Cause I think it's, it's absolutely worthwhile. And there's this interesting overlap between this concept and trying to actually look for purpose and meaning and what it means to our financial lives, what it means to be wealthy. Um, there's a lot in there in this concept. So I appreciate your time. Is there, um, uh, anything else that we should cover related to Ikigai that we might have missed?
1: Um, no, other than saying, you know, it all begins with self-exploration. And when we go down the path of self-exploration, you know, and, and, and trying to recognize and accept who we are, it needs, it demands the most incredible level of trust and truth you've got to trust the process it'll work and you've got to be truthful so when you're writing down what things you love you know question do I really love that really or do I just like it you know and and it's and you know when you think about what am I good at as you start jotting these things down ask yourself the same question am I really good at that or do I just is my ego getting the better of me and, you know, so, and, and the more you can trust the process and the more you can be brutally honest with yourself, the more likely you are to see the path that will lead to your, you finding your ikigai. If it's full of, you know, it's, if it's full of kind of, yeah, maybe I'm good at, maybe I'd, I might, I think I might like this. Then the, it's like walking down a path full of weeds. You're not going to be able to see mm. it properly. So trust the process and be brutally honest with yourself
0: yeah that's a great example because i think that there's a lot of people that are good at things and they get paid for them and therefore at one point they might have loved it but not checking in with that and saying do i truly love this and listening to their intuition and and what their bodies and their minds are trying to tell them about where they're at i don't think that that happens enough so no that's
1: right jim Um, that's right
0: yeah so it's it it might feel like a big topic purpose and meaning living a meaningful life but there's research behind um, how these things make us feel when we're making contribution. And again, I think it's worthwhile for all of us to explore, um, to do that. You mentioned that you have some resources, uh, kind of a, a workbook, if you will, or how to start thinking about yep. having these conversations with yourself that we'll definitely post to. That's right. Also wanted to, uh, mm-hmm. mention positive psychology.com. when doing research for this conversation we uh I stumbled upon some resources free re- resources on ikigai that they have kind of a worksheet to go through so we'll put all that stuff up and if anybody you know wants to reach out and have a conversation we're happy to do that and kind of talk through it um real quick before I let you go this is a podcast and blog about financial well-being or well-being in general I'd like to ask folks is there anything you know that you think of habits you have rituals that you go back to that you think uh, improve your well-being, financial or otherwise, uh, and specifically otherwise, I guess, that you'd like to share with folks? And are you reading any books, listening to any podcasts along those lines? Should we check out anything else that you think will help us feel a little bit better? Not to put you on the spot.
1: Wow, good, good great questions. So I, te- I tell you what I've always done. I come back to a basic principle with when it comes to my financial well-being apart from obviously not spending more than i earn which which is a given i think mm-hmm. um i'm a, a a huge believer in automating certain parts of my financial life so i have a savings app on my phone that just it's called get chip I, i'm not sure it's available in the us it's very much in, it's very much available in the uk and what it does is every week it goes into my bank account and it just chips a little bit away and it puts it into a high interest savings account and I never see it, never see it. And I've saved a, a decent amount of cash in that product that I know for a fact, if I had to consciously do that thing, I, I wouldn't have done that, right? And and then what happens when it hits a certain amount of money, it gets diverted into an investment product and it gets invested in the markets and, and, and all of that stuff. So for, I'm a big believer in automating as much of your life as you can so that you don't have the cognitive load of thinking about these things all of the time. And that just, that works for me. Um, and it's, and it's helped me, um, from, from a reading perspective, the book that I am currently reading right now is a book by a guy called John Perkis, and it's called the power of letting go. And he writes about how we go through life and it's not about grief. He mentions grief, but the book is about how we go through life. And things happen to us that you know quote unquote harm us and and cause us a a, a a wound if you like, and we never allow the wound to heal properly, and we just keep going through life and we, you know and now and again something will happen, and the wound will open up and the book is all about how we reflect on the life that we've lived. we look at the things that cause us pain and angst and all of those things and um and he gives you practical techniques and, and worksheets and, and and those things to um to help you let go and i'm 3 quarters of the way through that great great book it apparently i was reading that it's really flying off the shelves in the us you know U, uk author but his biggest market apparently is in the us now so um it's just it's a great if you if you know if you're sitting listening to this and you're thinking that you've got things that have happened to you in life that you haven't really squared off, you haven't really come to terms with, and you don't really want to go talk to somebody, then I highly recommend this book because it, A, it's easy to read. It's short, 280 pages, something like that. But if you really want to explore what he's talking about, he's produced a journal that goes with the book where you can pick up your pen and you can work through many, many exercises that will help you sort out what's going on in your head. Great book.
0: Yeah. And that's, seems like it'd be a great intersection between the conversation we just had right sorting out what and doing some work on what might have happened in the past probably keeping a little bit more real estate in your your mind than sure. you'd like and doing the work to let go of those things and then moving forward and thinking about the future you know from a cleaner slate so that's a great share and recommendation um always appreciate your time neil where should people check out you or shaping wealth is there any socials or websites or anything you want to spotlight for us where where should people find you and and your and your team
1: yeah so um shapingwealth.com is the website um and I'm not really a big social media person, but I'm on Twitter or X, whatever it's called this week. Um, <laughs> and you find me there at Neil Bage, N-E-I-L-B-A-G-E. And the Shaping Wealth team are there too, at Shaping Wealth. So um, Twitter oh, and the website great. are the main places.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again, Neil. appreciate You're you welcome. introducing the concept, coming on and, and exploring it a little further with me. And again, just reiterate to folks that if you are at all interested to uh, check us out at modern financial There'll be some links to the resources that Neil shared and, and the book recommendations uh, up there as well. And uh, thanks for coming, Neil. And thanks for listening, everybody. We'll, we'll check you out next time. Take care. Thanks.